0: you are not alone coach although most of the time when we are coaching you do spend a lot of time on your own coaching people trying to help people with their cricket and so this podcast is trying to uh, bring some views some angles some different ways of thinking about things uh, in the cricket coaching world and this one is about feedback Uh, feedback is one of those classic things that you get when you're coaching it's One of the coaching bugs, if you remember the ECB coaching bugs, and it's the thing that you think of when you think about a coach. A coach talking to a player, giving some kind of feedback, and the player nodding at this sage advice that they're getting from the coach. But what is it really beyond what we were taught when we were doing our ECB coaching qualifications, and how can we make it better? Let's talk about that today, and I am joined to aid me in this discussion by Fraser Reynolds. Hello, Hello Fraser, tell us a little bit about yourself so we know what we're getting.
1: Um, so basically I am a cricket coach and development officer in the east of Scotland so working with clubs and regional associations there and um, basically coaching in schools, coaching with development teams and doing a little bit of work on the girls regional programme as well.
0: So You spend a lot of time giving feedback in terms of your experience with feedback compared to what you were told it was it was and what you were driving towards when you were doing your coaching qualifications and what your real life at the cold face experience is how does that differ
1: back when doing the coaching qualifications and getting told sort of almost a far more process driven form of giving feedback so you know you've got an actual process to follow when you're given it I feel like if that is in that artificial way when you're actually out delivering to sometimes kids or adults that aren't overly engaged or are just looking for answers then mm. you're not really going to go through each step because it then becomes so artificial that they don't actually listen to what you actually are saying.
0: Yeah listening is yeah, that's the thing about feedback isn't it it's a bit of a two way process you know it's no good it's no good laying down all your amazing uh, advice if the person at the other end doesn't care what you've got to say you have to put it within context don't you you have to say right well, what what does this person need from me and sometimes that isn't going and saying you know keep your elbow high or try and get your arm higher when you bowl
1: yeah for me certainly it's about it's about actually helping the player to understand what they're doing from my point of coaching if we're just going to keep giving if we're giving feedback just straight out like comments like keep your elbow high we're still just basically instructing rather than providing feedback and if we do that then there is players out there that are coming to you for that sticking plaster say to say this is you know tell me what I'm doing wrong but Most players, if you're just telling them instructions basically through your feedback, then they're not actually going to take it in or if they are taking it in, they don't really know where to go from there and how to solve
0: it. And so if we take that idea of instruction, that is one type of feedback. Uh, It's very specific and there are times when we will use it, but there are other ways of of using feedback, right? You can can ask questions, which is another uh, crucial part of feedback really, and that's sort of trying to get feedback from players. So when we're talking about asking questions, how do you balance your questions in and how do you use questions to get feedback into a player's mind?
1: Um, For me, again, it's that sort of I don't want to be too Prescriptive with the question, so it's almost about trying to find out first what the player's seeing and then just basing it around a conversation from there. Sometimes, if you're going down that route, you want to sometimes be able to lead the player towards that, but if you're leading them too much towards that, then I kind of feel you're not actually getting them to the right point. Um, so certainly for me, it's about trying to interact with them, find out what they're seeing first. And then if you need to do a little bit of direction, then do it, but not with, uh, you know, try and find out a little bit more about where they are in their performance, really
0: yeah it's it's down to that idea of what, you know what is coaching it sort of boils down to that doesn't it and if if you think of coaching as you tell somebody the answer they go and try it they do it and then if they do it wrong you tell them how to do it right there there is still space for that i think sometimes you know there are some occasions where that you know that, that someone is in control a coach is in control if you like but a lot more now people are realizing that it's a bit more about the player discovering the answers and you being the guide to that rather than just informing and the person listening because you know as we, got, we went back to what we were talking about at the beginning wasn't it it was um if they're not if they're not ready if they're not coachable if they're not ready to listen then it doesn't matter how much you tell them but if you can build in feedback in a way that allows them to work it out for themselves that's suddenly going to that's suddenly going to stick, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think at the end of the day, from my point of view, if the player bought into the process more, then the results are going to be better. And of course, there needs to be a little bit of guidance sometimes, especially if I'm working with more novice beginner players, then they're obviously, if they don't have any of the knowledge about cricket or something like that, then they're going to need to be given a bit more of a helping hand to get to those answers or compared with other things they might have done. You know, so they're going to get a bit out of it but if it's a player that knows a lot about it they probably know that coaches have told them several comments loads of times but unless they're actually being able to discover how it feels for themselves, a lot of what I think as well is if you can get the feel right for that player and that's something that you as a coach don't know what that player is going to feel so you can tell them what they need to do but and give them feedback on that purpose but unless the feedback's coming within alright I felt good when I hit that shot that's what I need to get to then you're not actually going to get the learning to occur there over a long time
0: The other thing that for me feedback doesn't get talked about a lot is that it's not just words, it can be body language of the coach, it can be Saying nothing sometimes. And also, it can be a drill. A drill, if you design it well, can give that right kind of feedback without you having to say anything. I'll give you a good example of that. Are you, uh, maybe, Veresi, uh, you've got an example of, in your mind as well. But I, an example of that that we used uh, this weekend with uh, some of our um, junior Western Warriors players was turning more quickly when you're running between the wickets. And Uh, In order to do that, we put a a hurdle down, one of those low hurdles down, and the player had to slide the bat underneath the hurdle to turn and run back for the second run. That drill itself, that little hurdle, was forcing the players, instead of doing the classic thing that every sort of under-11 does, which is run up, tap the bat down, turn around, run back the other way, it was forcing them by the drill saying, slide the bat under the hurdle and then run back the other way as quickly as you can. So uh, there's a piece of feedback that they're generating themselves. You know, if they hit the hurdle, they haven't got low enough. Have you got any examples of that kind of feedback?
1: Yeah, I mean, one that I've started using in school based coaching, but also it stems from stuff in uh, coaching squads as well. One of the things that it's a drill that's come from Grant Bradburn. Um, who uses you might have seen this where he uses the plank Scotland's to coach help. by the way just, yeah, just for just, anyone not sure who is
0: it. yeah sorry carry on yeah
1: that's alright <laughs> um, so it's a drill where the player sets up on uh, he's got a plank of wood um, and the ball's thrown to them and obviously you're hitting it and the main drill is there about keeping your balance through the shot Um, and that's kind of one of the basic things that I want to take into some of the schools coaching is for players to maintain that balance because you know when they first get a bat they're swinging all over the place and Mm -hmm. it doesn't help them do so part of trying to develop that balance I've uh, bought some junior skateboards taking the wheels off them um, and (laughs) create that as one of the batting stations now so the skateboards part of the fun element it engages the kids straight away but you know you can easily go to them right you fell off the skateboard. Word there, why is that? And straight away they can tell you, they know the feedback straight away that they're not balanced. And since I've started using that, balance is a huge word in the classes because they know, you know, that we're talking about primary five sixes here, they're not they're not gonna know a lot of sporting terms, but they know when they fall over, so therefore there's instruction straight away is that if they're falling off the board, they're not in their balanced position, so they're getting that feedback. I don't need to come up to them and say, oh, do you think you could have done this? Do you think you could have done that? Or even tell them where they're going because they know if they fall off to the left, to the right, it's because their head and their body and everything's going off to the wrong direction. So that's a pretty basic one that I use just to try and get a bit of fun but also give them that instant feedback straight away.
0: I think that is absolutely crucial these days as well and i do think it's it is slightly overlooked when we talk about feedback because you do imagine you know a coach talking right. i said it right at the beginning you imagine a coach telling a player something or even asking a player a question but that can be quite limited especially if the player you know is trying to guess at the answer another thing we talked about is you know when you ask a question and you see the player trying to guess the right the right answer in inverted commas yeah and one of the things that stops that from happening is by not asking the question in the first place, just just presenting the game or the drill or the activity, depending on you know what age you're talking about, and uh, presenting with the problem and then asking them to solve that problem by their uh, movement skill right So you know even if it's something as simple as saying to a bowler you know I've put some cones down and the place I want you to land the ball, let's see how many times you can hit the cones. That's feedback, isn't it? You know, if, if he hits the cones, he's got positive feedback. If he doesn't hit the cones, he need, knows he needs to make an adjustment. And it's just the same with batting, you know. If you say, uh, so rarely nowadays do we go into nets and not put down some kind of cones to mark something, some kind of target area. Because if you, uh, if you go in and bat in nets without marking out a target area, how can you possibly know where the gaps are so how can you say to yourself oh I might have struck that really well but I might have struck that really well to extra cover or I might have struck that really well just to the extra covers left hand and it's gone past him well now if you put a, a target down you get you you know that you get that instant feedback coach hasn't had to do anything except for say hit the ball through those cones go for it see what you can do and whether that's in a drill whether that's in a live net or against a bowling machine or whatever there's there's some amazing powerful feedback where if someone was watching you as a coach they would say well he hasn't done anything there the player's done it all themselves but actually you've done the bit that you need to do and you've allowed the player to do it themselves
1: yeah I think that comes back to most of the thing with coaching as well if we Take the ego out of it and the fact that we want to be seen to be, you know, if a coach wants to be seen to in inverted commas coaching, like everyone thinks they should be coaching, then they're gonna be a lot of telling that. And actually the most powerful and the better coaches are the ones that can take a step back and trust that the environment they set up's right to provide the feedback and basically look at it from a level, several levels. So the first level is hopefully getting as much as we can out of the environment the feedback from the environment and the outcome of the task and the task that we've set up and then it's through that question and answer and then for me the last bit would be going in and having to tell them but again if we're just questioning like we were told was one of the best ways to do it the players are going to look for the right answers as you said or it's going to—they're going to develop fatigue for the questions where they're just like, right, okay, here comes the coach again. He's asking us these questions. I don't really want to answer. Where actually, if they're how many times can you hit it through that set of cones? Then they're knowing where they're going for that, and you don't have—you don't have to use your voice very often. But I do think the other thing with the environmental sort of feedback from the task, etc., is we're actually in danger of. Given mixed messages because if we're telling them to hit the ball through these cones uh, we maybe set it up at we're trying to hit the ball through mid wicket say and the players having these big slogs across the line to hit it through mid wicket and we come in and say oh no you shouldn't be hitting that shot like that if you're trying to hit across the line then actually we've set up a task that's he's getting feedback He scored five points because he's got five shots through that area but you know, that for for the player, it's a really positive outcome and they're getting really good positive feedback from that. But if we then go, if we're not considering that possibility, then we go into it and deliver something that if we give them a completely mixed message, so then they're no longer sure what they should be doing. And I think that's where sometimes we just need to be careful and understand all the different types of feedback that are out there rather than just looking at, well, we have to question them to get our outcome
0: yeah that is that is one of the hardest parts isn't it to sort of detach yourself from from the process and, and remember that it the, the, it's the player who's having who's having that experience and, and not you and, and saying to someone you know listen you've got to play straight you might need to sort of build a way of them sort of sussing it out for themselves over time and that is that is what is a powerful part of coaching is having that ability to have that set of tools in your toolbox and say to yourself, this is the tool I'm going to use today with this player, with this group of players and adapting your, your method to fit what they need and what they're doing and how quickly they can learn and how quickly they can develop. So um, it's very variable, but I, I think if, you've, if you know what all those tools are, as you've said, if you know what all those tools are, then you're on the road to be able to use those tools in the best time in the best place
1: yeah definitely i think it just comes back to our like to the coach's ability then to step back after the session and say these are the tools i used did it work we can't coach players unless we're in that moment where the player is and mm. what the players see and we can't coaches can't be developed without being in that moment either
0: yeah and that's you know that that idea of reflection is probably um a whole topic for another podcast so we will leave the, the yes. topic of, um, of feedback there because I think we've reached a natural conclusion. We'll, we'll draw the show to a close now. So thank you very much, Fraser, for coming on the show. If people, No, thanks for having me on. Brilliant. If people wanted to get in touch with you, um, what's the best way? Twi- are, you, are, you, are you a Twitter addict like me? Yeah, I
1: mean, I go through phases where I'm more on Twitter than not, hmm. but uh, my handle is at Fraz Reynolds, so F-R-A-S-R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S
0: brilliant it's always good to speak to other coaches all around the country all around the world to you know to get different perspectives and get different ideas because when you feel like you've got you've learned everything then uh, you know you're in a bit of trouble then aren't you because no one knows everything yeah You uh, can get me on twitter as well at david hinchliffe or you can head over to my website david25.com and um, if you want to have a chat with me you can do that through those methods that's the end of the show thanks for listening